0: I'm Sean Godden, I'm the lead pastor at Trailside Church. Thanks for stopping by. I hope that by the end of this message you feel encouraged, that you feel closer to Christ than you ever did before, and that through its message, you will want to be more like Jesus every single day. Enjoy the message and thanks for stopping by. Four major hurricanes in that time. To come, I fear that the whole country will reap the whirlwind. We a fire the FBI BI Director Christopher Wray said his agents are investigating about a thousand homegrown terror threats. we for our White supremacy not welcome here, Good morning, Trailside Church. How are we doing this morning? Good. 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 My name, like Sean said, is Riley Taylor. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm a sophomore at Furman University, and I am current worship leader and experience director here at Trailside. Um, and like Sean said, he is out in Ohio living his dream, basically in Disney world. He's also watching his Browns play today, so y'all pray for him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm so excited um, that I'm able to share with you guys this morning the Lord has placed in my heart. Um, something very near um, and dear to me. Um, so we're going to be in Jonah one seventeen. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. Um, and while you're turning there, I will pray. And it will dive right in. Uh, Father, we come to you this morning expecting of what you're going to do. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you have pulled us out of the grave, God. We're thankful that you sent your Son in our place to give us interaction with you. And we pray, I pray this morning, God, that you would just speak through me, that you would just melt hearts, God. So we love you in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so yeah, Sean told me uh, this morning, we're going to be preaching on Jonah 2, or the end of Jonah 1 through Jonah 2, and uh, I said, are you sure? <laughs> um, this is kind of a uh, tough thing to preach about. This is when Jonah is in the belly of the whale, and he cries out for help. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I, I, this is a very, you know, a heavy message, heavy thing to preach about. And uh, so I tried my best to try and make this light, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's read Jonah 1:17. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So this morning, church, I want to be honest with you, I want to share my heart, Um, and so here it is. I have experienced my fair share of days, as I'm sure many of you have. Um, When I was 13, my dad committed suicide unexpectedly and tragically. Um, It made me feel as if I was in this dark room, as if I couldn't see my hand in front of my face as if I didn't know my left or my right. One of my uh, good friends, who also lost a parent, described it as having both your feet stuck in concrete and nobody can see you, nobody can hear you, but you can see everybody else. And you're reaching out like, please, please, come get me. But nobody can hear you and nobody can even see you. Um, and that's so difficult. And that's something I experienced for the better part of two years and church, I think that's where Jonah is <clears throat> a lot of times when I think we heard the story growing up was that, oh so Jonah was just walking down you know the road one day and God called him and then he ended up in the belly of the fish but then he ended up not in the belly of the fish that's, I wish that's how it was but no, that's not how it was um, Jonah has literally just thrown himself overboard to get away from life, to get away from what the Lord has called him to do. Jonah was determined that he was not worthy of God's love. He is determined that he is not worthy of the call that God has placed on him. So literally, he throws himself overboard to die. He says, Lord, kill me. The two people that were on the boat with him that threw him overboard, he said, kill me. Send me out into the waves. Let me drown. So in this moment, I think, Jonah is not expecting to wake up. I think Jonah is expecting to be thrown overboard. And I think he's expecting to either never wake up again or honestly wake up in hell. But instead, Jonah wakes up in utter darkness. So let me paint a picture for you. So when I was growing up, I would spend the night at my grandparents' house. Uh, Mom, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, So, I loved going over there twice a week, you know. But there's one terrible part about being over there, and that was where I slept. So the room I was sleeping had this comforter with like these dog faces on, like they would maul you in your sleep. But anyway, that's that's part of the point. The worst part about that room is when you would turn off the lights. Literally, you could not see a thing. Like I would hold my hand right here in front of my face. Could not see anything. So thanks for the trauma, Dana. Wherever you are, if you're watching this, um, yeah, I didn't like. Like I would look to my left. I was like, am I even looking? Where am I looking? Like I had no idea. I would blink, and I'd be like, I think I'm blind. Um, but I think that's where Jonah is. I think Jonah is in literally the belly of a fish right now, and he wakes up and he's like, Am I dead? Am I? Am I blind? Have you taken my sight? Where- Where am I? In church, I think that's where a lot of us are this morning. I think we've experienced something so traumatic or done something so terrible that we feel like we can't even go to God. We feel like we can't even talk to God. That we've been running for so long that we feel like we can't even strike up a conversation. That maybe, you know, we went out to a party drank a little too much, did us something a little too terrible. Maybe we feel as if our marriage is falling apart, there's this big secret we're keeping from our spouse, but we can't tell them because we're scared of how they'll view us. And maybe we have some big secret that is ultimately leaving us directionless. Maybe our heart is broken. Maybe we have this anxiety that we can't quench, that we wake up in the morning and we don't even wanna get up, and that we go to bed and we feel the same exact way. And maybe we are ashamed of who we truly are, and so we hide. Maybe, church, we're in the dark. Maybe we're in a place, like I said, that we can't even talk to God, that we feel as if we're unworthy, that it'd be too much effort, that we are ultimately stuck with two concrete blocks on our feet and nobody can understand. And, church, this is what it's like to be... In the belly of the fish. And so this leads us to the question how on earth do we get out of here? That's a tough question to answer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I think the answer is in Jonah. So let's read Jonah 2. Jonah starts off in his cry to the Lord and saying, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and he listened to my cry. I think something that we can note here is that for the entire book beforehand, Jonah has literally been running. Jonah started off outside of Nineveh, and then he's just chilling, and God calls him, hey, go preach to Nineveh, and Jonah says, see you later. gets on a boat, takes off and he literally has not talked to God the entire time. He's literally fleeing, like running, running from his presence. But then Jonah realizes when he's in the belly of the whale. There's nowhere else to go. I'm in my absolute lowest, helpless state. There's nowhere to go. And so he calls out to God. And I think something, what hit me when I was reading this is, and I was like, wow, Jonah actually reached out Help the Lord. That's awesome. Yay, Jonah. Yay, Jonah. But no, I think this is more yay, God. I He, <clears throat> let's read this again. Let's just read it. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. Church, God answers. He answers. I mean, I don't. It doesn't matter if you've never stepped foot in a church or if you've stepped foot in a church your entire life. Every Sunday, he answers you. Come on. In your distress, in your lowest state, he answers you. All you have to do is call out. No matter what problem I have, big or small, he listens to my cry for help. How often when we have strayed so far or feel as if we're in this dark place that we can't even call out to God. That we are so far removed from him that maybe he can't even hear us or maybe he doesn't even want to hear us. It's no use to even try, right? Wrong. These are lies from Satan himself. No matter where you are, church, or what you've done, he answers you. So let's move on to verse 3 where Jonah realizes and recognizes and confesses just how helpless he is and how he has been verse three you hurled me into the deep into the very heart of the seas and the currents swirled about me all your waves and breakers swept over me I said I have been banished from your sight yet I will look again on your holy temple the engulfing waters threatened me the deep surrounded me seaweed was wrapped around my head to the roots of the mountain I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. You, you brought my life up from the pit. So here, Jordan discusses just how helpless he is. I mean, think about it? If you're thrown overboard in a ship, you are literally at your most helpless state. Waves are crashing over you. You are literally stuck. You're in the belly of a whale. But I think Jonah says something so incredible here. He says, But you, Lord, have brought my life out of the pit. Only you. He realizes the only way out of this darkness is through the power, forgiveness, and love of God. Church, He is the only way to pull us out of this darkness. And Jonah continues this in verse 7. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you. In my prayer, it rose to you, to your holy temple. When Jonah's life was in utter ruin in the darkest place, he prayed to the Lord. And in verse 8, Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with the song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. But I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Verse 10, and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land so Jonah here comes to the realization that no idols nothing apart from God can save him nothing apart from God can literally pull him out of the belly of this fish nothing he runs to nothing he runs from can pull him out he understands he says here those cling to worthless idols, forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Jonah's not saying that if you go to idols that you are never going to be saved. He's just saying that you were delaying the gratification and you are pulling yourself deeper and deeper into this dark place. There's no way out if you're just clinging to these other things that aren't God. And Jonah says, no. No, I'm done with those. Those things that held me down, I'm done. I'm done because Lord, you have put me here. And it's only through you, Lord, can I get out. And so I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commands the fish, and it vomits Jonah onto dry land. The Lord literally commands the fish, and Jonah is out of the dry land. As soon as he comes to this realization that it is only through him can he be saved. And so what's the only way we can combat darkness in the world in practical terms? Light. yes, very good, very good. Um, And how many times in church growing up have we heard God associated with light? Let there be light. God is the light of salvation. God is light. Church of Jonah comes in. God comes in into the belly of the wheel and lights it up and pulls Jonah right on out. And I think that is our answer of how on earth we get out of here. God comes in and the darkness trembles. And that's Beautiful. Literally as soon as Jonah proclaims his salvation comes from the Lord, he is vomited onto dry land. And church, this is my story. And I think this is your story too. You know, I can't help but identify with Jonah in verse eight as he speaks to idols. You know, when I lost my dad, I searched for literally anything I could but God. Anything, I hate a religion. I thought the fact of some man raising from the dead and dying on the cross to save my sins, no, what are you talking about? You people have been on something for a while here. Um, <laughs> but I ran to so many things, I, I ran to alcohol, <clears throat> I ran to Adderall, I ran to sexual relationships with girls. I ran to sports. And then my mom actually met the Lord, which is incredible. She's sitting right there. Everybody turn and look at her. Oh, look, she's beautiful. (laughs) Um, And she dragged me to church mind all this time I really feel like I am worthless and like I am in the probably most depressive state I've ever been in. And I'm just like, mom, like, please don't make me go. Like, uh, yeah. And so she drags me there, ends up making me play in the youth band, making me play drums for the youth band. All the while I'm not a believer, all the while I'm like, kind of, you know, Talking crap about God. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm here. But hey, the songs are fun uh, (laughs) to (laughs) play. But I'm glad that she dragged me there. I'm glad she put me in there because there's one night in particular when my youth pastor was speaking on fatherhood. He said that God was. The one true Father that would never leave your side, that would never let you down, that all the attributes that your earthly Father fell short in, He completed. And I still, you know, thought this is this is baloney. What are you talking about? So we sat down and we talked about it, and the gospel, this good news of me being pulled out. Of the belly of a fish became tangible. It was good news. And so I experienced salvation. And I was pulled out of the belly of the whale. And these idols I turned from, don't get me wrong, I still struggle, like anybody does. But I was pulled out, church, and I was given a hope a hope that I will one day be in His presence and that there will be no more suffering, no more pain, no more depression, no more sadness, no more death. And I'll be with him. The fact that he loved me regardless of what I had done or even how far I had strayed. And what I think is cool about the Jonah story is when God pulls Jonah out of the fish, he doesn't say, all right, Jonah, you can go back home now. He says, no, Jonah, get up, go preach. And Jonah goes to Nineveh and leads one of the greatest revivals of all time. And now here I am. On stage, preaching to you guys, sharing my story of being in the belly of the fish. And that humbles me to my core. To my uttermost. Aiden, you can come back up. I'm concluding here church <clears throat> I want to challenge you are you or someone you love struggling here are you in this darkness are you in this belly of the fish are you in this moment of despair do you feel as if you were too far gone to be loved are brought back to the fold of God. If you do, please, I'm begging you, do not stay here. This is You were not created to stay here. You were created to be made right with your Creator. And to have eternal dwelling and eternal life with Him. Please, church, do not stay here. And second, it's okay to be here. someone to talk to please talk to somebody at the end of the service or while the band is playing the last song I will be in the back and if you need to talk I will be there don't be a stranger I'm not a mean guy I'm a nice guy Um, I hope I am Um, This is not an altar call. This is not turn or burn message. This is not me saying that you know, if you don't get out of the well, you're going to hell. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. It's the last thing I'm saying, actually. God has a plan and God has a purpose for you. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you've lost somebody. Maybe you've done something terrible. But there's no limit to God's love. There's no limit that he will not come and chase you down and pull you out of this if you just call out to him because church he answers he listens and he is good so I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to the back the bands, plays this last song I need to talk I'll be back there Father we thank you for this morning we thank you for who you are and what you've done I hope you enjoyed today's message and that you feel so encouraged by who God is and who He thinks and knows you are as well. If you have any questions about our church or our ministry, you can check us out at trailside.church. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have an incredible, incredible day.